Hey everyone, um, thanks for joining us today. Um, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you see this. Um, before I get Chirag on, I just wanted to share something that's been amazing that's been happening recently. So the last two weeks, um, as you guys probably saw in Mastermind, we have something called Prospecting University. This isn't a pitch, it's free, there's no charge. And we've had hundreds of real estate agents join us over um, last Tuesday and this Tuesday. It's at 12 p.m. Eastern time and it's for about an hour. And um, it's been really, really good. Yesterday we went over the perfect listing presentation during COVID and beyond. We had a bunch of questions, and before I get into it, I'm going to introduce the co-host, Chirag Shah. Hey guys, how are you today? Happy Wednesday, and you know, I thank everyone, like Amit said, it's kind of a very fitting welcoming. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, because we have hundreds of people that have tuned in to, it's turn to ask me anything, is turn to listen to anything, and um, look, we appreciate every minute that anyone spend watching all of our sessions here because time is an investment and you can choose to spend it anywhere in your life and whether it's 10 seconds 30 seconds the full 30 minutes you spent it with us so just on behalf of both of us um just some gratitude to start the day totally and i'm having issues with my with my audio which i'll change now so i'll let you take over for a bit if you, so you know what before we get into all these random things that I really know nothing about, um, what I wanted to share with you is Amit shared something which I found really interesting. And like, you know, in coaching, everyone has their own philosophy. And if you've ever had your client tell you something that's great about what you do, it's like really interesting because it's a different perspective. And I'll share this with you guys because it was a very profound moment in my life. So Amit said that the way that you always coach us, Shrag, is teaching us, not a tactic, not anything, but how to communicate and ultimate strategies on how to make our clients have a better experience. And as we get into the end of 2020 and into 2021, I want you to write this down on a piece of paper. What experiences do you want to provide your clients, right? And then, and then take a moment of self-reflection and go back to that in an hour and write, what are you providing today? Literally a line by line thing. Because that's what this comes down to, right? Like whether you're helping somebody buy or sell a house, the services are commoditized to a certain thing. No two agents provide somebody the same experience and how you share the experience you provide someone is often the difference between somebody choosing you and not choosing you. The experience that they get with you is the difference between the lifetime value of that customer being high and the lifetime value of the customer being transactional. So that's kind of my two cents while Amit got his uh, audio started. Okay, so how can you hear, can you hear me okay or no? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool, because my Bluetooth's not going in. So, I'm, so yesterday when we had this session um, on the perfect listing presentation, first of all, um, let, let me go back a step. The cool thing about this session is whether you, you join um, today, yesterday, last week, or two weeks ago, we have a portal where everything is recorded. We have questions, we have comments, we have notes, we have everything in there. It's like almost like you you paid someone to go with you to, to, this, to this course and you had them write notes that probably you could, better than you could write and it's in the portal. So if you join today or tomorrow, it's going to be there. So within the session that we had, where 
You know, normally when I go to these conferences, especially on Zoom, I'll see people that will, there'll be a lot of people in the beginning and then I'll just look cause I'm nosy. I'll look at how many participants are there at the end. And usually it's like very, very few. But with all these um, sessions that we've had, it's almost exactly the same. So it makes us feel good that everyone is actually staying because they like the material. So within the session yesterday, we had um, quite a few questions. And after we're done going over the questions, we'll give you information on how you can sign up or get the material. So the first question is this, I would appreciate some insights on how to communicate or pitch with a buyer seller who has to be right. The person who considers him or herself an expert in everything, smarter than everyone else or lives to poke holes in what you're saying. I'm sure this isn't just a DC thing, but it is rampant. This is by Leslie Brenowitz from DC, just in dealing with a know-it-all. So let's make sure to tag her in this post, Amit. Um, you wanna just tag her now and then we'll answer it. Um, so sure. I'll answer the question. The first thing is let's go to the mindset of somebody, right? And if you missed our building rapport thing, let's go through first few key steps that'll help you in answering this. Number one, it's about meeting somebody where they're at. Number two, it's about asking the right questions. Number three, it's about active listening. And here's a little joke to start this out with. Uh, start this out with, I mean, if you've ever met somebody that knows everything, right? All you have to do is start out every statement by saying, as you already know, because someone that knows it all will never tell you they don't know. So that's just a tactic of dealing with these people. So somebody that's a know-it-all, you have to ask them the right question. So let's, why don't you give me a, a, a know-it-all statement and let's just role play this out for everybody. Okay, so Jirag, uh, yeah, thanks for coming by. You know, I've done this a few times, done it like six or eight times. I don't know, I even really need a real estate agent because I, I know the market, I, I watch CNBC, I, watch a, I see a bunch of different websites, but tell me, tell me, what do you know about real estate? You know, that, that's really interesting. And thank you for asking me that, Ahmed. So what it sounds like is, is that you're well-versed at buying and selling homes. You've gone through this a while. You study the market. And you can borderline do it professionally. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Great. So given you have all this great experience, what specifically made you call an agent like myself over this evening? You know, my wife told me I, I should. Great. And, you know, what's most important to you about an agent company that represents you in the sale of this home? <sighs> You know, when I do it myself, I, I know I can negotiate well. I have an attorney that can look at the paperwork. And for me, I just want to get the most money for it. So what it sounds like is, is ultimately you'd like someone, an agent that has a written plan and proven results on how they could get you the best price. In your mind, probably better than you could on your own. Yeah, exactly. Great. So would it be okay if I shared with you the exact marketing plan I'd use to get you the best price? Sure. And additional on marketing, is communication important to you throughout this process? Yeah, I, I want to know what's going on. You know, I, I'm hands-on. I need to know like every day what's up. Great. So it would be beneficial for you to have an agent that had a structured written communication plans to meet the standards of your communication. Yeah. Great. So... Do you see what we did there, right? We went with his flow. We acknowledged the fact of what he already knew. 
We asked him the question, what specifically made him call the agent over? And then we level shifted to the point of what's most important to you about the agent and company that represents you the sale of the home. And remember, what it use these words, what it sounds like is most important to you is, and repeat it back to them, right? Show them that you're listening. And this will allow you to connect, build rapport. And remember, if you're dealing with a know-it-all, they have to know it all. Do not go against the grain, right? Like if the market says one thing, the market's the market. Don't justify it. Don't own it, right? If this guy's watched everything, you have to acknowledge that he could borderline do it on his own. If not, he's going to think that you're competing against him. It's simple. Totally. Okay, so the next question, is, this is by Annie Benedetto. What printed materials should an agent take to a listing presentation? So in terms of printed materials, right, we went through this whole MedC process, right, of a, a way of pre-qualifying people, motivations, expectations, disappointments, concerns, and, you know, asking the seller what specifically, anything specific marketing for homes you've seen online that, that you'd like for yours or something similar. If you have an understanding of what's important to somebody, that's what you should put, right? Compass has done a great job of giving you everything that you need, right? So obviously information about the company information about the backgrounds of the marketing company. They have a marketing plan within there. You should put your communication plan in there, right? So look, in the end, the book, if you're having a good pitch or presentation, again, it's 80-20, right? They should be talking 80% of the time. You should be listening 80% of the time and talking 20%. The book is a lead behind. A lot of people today are sending that information in advance. Compass is that beautiful binded book. Put what materials you think are relevant based on the person's situation. It's the same concept of looking at your inbox, right? How many people actually send you emails you want versus a bunch of information that you don't want? Yeah, you know, it's funny. And I took this away from one of our sessions. Um, this agent that sells, that sells hundreds of millions of dollars every year, she said that when you go to a listing appointment, you're not going to get hired from your listing presentation book. You know, we, we, we sort of are, as agents, a lot of agents think that this, we're going to have this secret book that's going to get us the listing. Prior to us getting, it's all the work we do before and asking the right questions when we're there. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever got hired from bringing a package with me. No, and what 100% spot on. And look, what I want to do is be very direct with everyone about this. People are hiring agents, right? Like Rory Gallad, our tri-state regional president, and my old manager said this all the time. He goes, he goes, the agents at Compass are what the clients are coming for. The company's great because of the agents. He's like, you know, like when you look at this comparatively, right? All these companies used to say they're great, but we believe the agents are great. And the focus here, right, Amit, is on the agents. He's like, if all the agents left, the clients would leave too, right? Because clients work with agents. The company's here to support you. So when you guys think about this, right? This is the mindset shift that we all need to make today. If you think you're competing on pictures, floor plans, Matterports, all this stuff, you can't compete on something that someone could physically buy with money. So get that idea out of your head, right? Amir? Yeah, totally. And I'm going to add to something you had mentioned yesterday. And, and this was like so, so spot on. Agents, and when I say agents, I don't, if you're, I'm saying the majority. If you don't do this, I'm not talking to you. You know, I'm talking to 99% of agents. 99% of the agents want to have the conversation they want to have. That's what you said. And you said that 
we want to have the conversation that the seller wants to have. When we do that, we will sell them like almost every time if we have that conversation. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's the experience that you create, right? Like that's really what it is. Like, look, I want you guys in this mindset to think about this. The seller's thinking about this. You're selling your house, right? Thinking for all the agents watching, by the way, I mean, we have 17 people watching. So thank you guys for tuning in. For the 17 of you, think of every client and every reason they had moving. Think about the people that are moving in this pandemic. There's fear and uncertainty in every single situation, which you have to address in one way or another. Those people are showing up to appointments with all these things. You know, in leadership, we call it the iceberg, right? Everything they talk about that's above here and all the things that drive their decisions and choices that are underneath that iceberg you don't know about. So you're thinking like, okay, I need to prepare my materials. What am I going to say? What am I going to do? What am I going to pitch? And you're literally practicing this presentation where you're going to go and talk at somebody almost the whole entire time versus this person that has... They have something that motivated them. They have a set of expectations they want to have met. People have all these disappointments in their past that power their future choices, right? And they have concerns depending on, on, on their view on the world and what's going on. You need to be able to meet somebody where they're at and have that conversation, the one that they're hoping to have. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because human nature is people like to talk because they like to hear themselves talk. And that's for the sellers, but it's also about agents. I don't know how many of you guys could relate to this. You go to a listing appointment, you talk the whole time, you think you did a phenomenal job and you got, you didn't get the listing. I used, this is embarrassing, but prior to going to listing appointments in the past, I, while I was driving there, I'd have the Rocky theme music on and I would, I would get there, I'd be all hyped up and then I'd be ready just to talk like crazy and think I got the listing. And a lot of times I didn't, you know? So it's totally important to have their conversation and not our conversation. Okay, so the next question, this is by Sean Sasso. How do you communicate with the seller when you have strong open houses, consistent private showings, enthusiastic responses, but no offers? We've recently reduced the price and the general feedback is that the property needs a little work. Compass Concierge is my first thought, right? Um, what define what the little bit of work is. And look, this is why having a written communication plan is very important, right? Because if you have a written communication plan, here are a couple concepts, Sean, that you need to think through. Number one, it's the concept of you control, we control, no one controls, right? You as the seller control the price, the condition, the terms, and accessibility. We as the agents control telling your home story, marketing, and advertising, right? And getting qualified buyers in. What no one controls is what the neighbor home, neighborhood, the neighbors sell their homes for. They don't control the state of the economy. They don't control interest rates. And they don't call, control what else is going on between COVID, the election, and all the other things that matter, right? So fundamentally, when you understand the you, we, no one concept, you can go in and just share the facts with your client, right? Too many times agents take ownership of, I know we're doing everything. We have all these people. Don't you worry. You just sit back and say, look, here's our advertising. Here are the results. Here's what the buyers are saying to you. What do you think based on this information? And then they're going to go back and let them talk. We'll role play this out, right? Okay. Um, we're, having our, we're having a thing. You're going to say, I would say to you, look, I'm a, we've had 16 showings in the last month. Out of that, here, I just want to pass. I've shared with you the feedback. Do you have any questions on it? 
No, I mean, I'd, I'd really like to get an offer. I feel like the house is priced well and uh, I don't know what's going on. You know, the pricing and the marketing is what has gotten people through the door, correct? Um, yeah, I guess so. So if I'm correct, right, you control the price, I control the marketing. Yeah. What none of us control is what a buyer chooses to do when they come in here. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So look, we have been getting people in here and we have been getting traffic. And here's based on the feedback. Some people have made comments about the condition. What do you think about the feedback that you're getting? Um, I mean, I think the house looks nice. I look at the, or the ones that are on the market against ours and I actually think ours looks nicer. Great. So look, we have two choices, right? We've only been on the market for 45 days. We could continue to wait. And remember, we had shared that, you know, homes in your area and your specific subdivision don't go, have not gone in contract in less than 75 days. So we're still only at 45 days. That's good news. So we have two choices. We can either continue to wait and I'll continue marketing the property and bringing in buyers, or we could improve the price or condition to make it more appealing for somebody to buy it shorter. Which do you think will work best for you and your family? You know, we really need to sell this. So if we could do something, um, if it's not expensive, if we can actually get the money back, if it's not too much stress, we, we can do that. So let me do this, Amit. Let me go back to those buyers that talked about the condition and let's see if they're in reality or fantasy land, right? Like if they're talking about redoing hardwood floors, it might be ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. That's one conversation. If they're talking about gutting kitchens, it's forty, fifty thousand $50,000. That's another conversation. So let me go back and follow up with those agents, have them contact their clients, and let's have another discussion based on that. Okay. So that's great. I wanted to add two things to that. So um, one thing is this. Sellers a lot of times will compare our their home to homes that are on the market. Keep in mind, those homes on the market haven't sold either. They're, just, <laughs> they're competitors. I, I tell them sometimes when they say that, I said, no, you're absolutely right. But keep in mind, these are homes that haven't sold. These, do we want to do that? Or do we want to actually look at homes that actually did sell? We can do that. Another thing that Jade, Will, and I uh, on our team did is we created a group on um, Workplace. It's called Besides the Price. And so what we do is, and we, Jade and I were able to sell a home just under $2 million by doing this. Basically, what you do is you post the listing, because if you ask another agent what you should do to sell a home, almost always they'll say, lower the price, lower the price. So one of the things is, if you want to go to that, that group besides the price, put up your listing, follow the instructions, and have very thick skin. So what we did is we did that, we put it up, and we had like 30 or 40 different comments, and we shared it with the owners. We, we had an appointment with them. And we said, these are all Compass agents. They're on our team. They want to get the property sold. They're not trying to take our listing. They just want to get it sold because it looks better for all of us. And then we shared the comments. This, we said, this isn't us. We shared the comments and they made some adjustments. Yep. Look, it's, it's thinking outside of the box. But again, it's the way that you communicated the information. Okay, so next question. This is by Kathleen Daly. When pricing out a property, do you suggest asking a client when, 
I'm sorry. When pricing out a property, do you suggest asking a client what they want to list at first or give them a price of what you think it should be listed? And would it be a range of pricing or exact price? Well, here's a couple of things. Unless you're an appraisal an appraiser and you know how to do specific adjustments based on conditions, land adjustments and everything, it's very hard to give a specific price. So number one, the concept is, is for pricing. Um, all of our coaching clients love this. Don't take ownership of the price of the market. Remember, you control, we control, no one controls. Nobody controls the market, right? That's concept number one. Number two, the most effective way of sharing comps and pricing, and I'm at, correct me if I'm wrong, is creating a two-way dialogue that's very inclusive of the seller. Totally. You do not want to feel like they do. No one wants to feel like they're being lectured at and told what their home is worth. Yeah, they're going to, if, if you do that, they're not going to listen to anything else you say the rest of the time you're there. And by the way, if your view, because you're giving an absolute view, is not in alignment with their view, all of a sudden the situation has now become combative. So in pricing, I would go through the first, you know, you control, we control, no one controls, right? Let them know, like set the stage for the thing. And then I would say to you, Amit, would it be okay if we may pretend that we're just buyers buying this house and let's objectively look at the market and figure out where to position your home for success? Yeah, that makes sense. So then I would present the comps that way, right? And just, just literally we're sitting in their thing. With the new Compass Pricing CMA, it's awesome. You could literally line up the kitchens, line up the living rooms. And you could, it's so easy to share with somebody an overpriced listing versus a well-priced listing and ask them questions like, and look, um, to Dee's point, you need to practice this, right? You're never going to just show up and do it unless like you had a career in acting before, which then all of a sudden this is really easy, Right. Um, but even the actors, they practice and they practice and they practice, right? You need to learn the right questions to ask that are authentic for you. So if I was doing this and I would look at a home that sold at 1-1 and I would say, ideally, what price did you want for your home? They're going to say, no, I mean, I was looking at 1-3, right? This is very important what I'm going to share here. I'm going to say, you know, as we agreed that we had great marketing for the home that you're excited about, we need to be able to justify the price that a buyer will look at that a home sold at one one and what specifically makes your home worth $200,000 more. See, agents become combative. Like this is the comp. This It's like almost lecture style. No one wants to be lectured. You need to allow them to go through the process that A, you at least tried for their price. B, that they felt heard. And C, they need to come on their own to do it. So can I share with everyone my, my trick that I would always use for overpriced listings? It's amazing. You guys need to listen up. Listen to this. So always start bringing a notepad with you. And as soon as they want all this money more for their overpriced home, which generally is dated, it's not the same as the ones that are updated that are less money. You could say, great, like in this situation, all right, I mean, I need to specifically justify $200,000 worth of value to the agents that come in here and the buyers so we can get you the price that you want. So I have my pad and I would just stand up and I'd say, let's just walk around and let's write down what those $200,000 worth of updates are. So when I do the marketing, I could put um, an upgrade sheet to share it with them. No one will ever be able to tell you what that is, right? Yeah. There's something else that you do that's very important with that is you sort of let them off the hook a little bit because people have egos, especially the more expensive homes that we sell. These people are with their regular lives and daily jobs. They're used to people telling them yes for everything. So at that point when they can't come up with the stuff, I, 
how, how would you say it? Like, say, say you're with me, we can role play this. I'm with you. And I think of one thing that's maybe 10,000 and I want 150,000. How would you let me off the hook and go forward with the process? You know, I would say this, look, Amit, um, you know, we're looking at this objectively and we're both in this together. How can we justify $150,000 worth of price updates when this is what people are looking at and this is the list that we have? What is your suggestion? I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I never thought about it like that, but yeah, I can't find 150,000. And look, you shared with me that you're buying a home and you're moving next. If you're a buyer and somebody shared the same exact information with you, what would you think? I think they're charging too much. So look, let's sit down and go through the comparable homes again. And would it be okay with you if we figured out a range that would set you up for success? Sure. That's it. And if they still want $150,000 more, the next thing to lean on is, look, you said that we had the best marketing. I'm willing to try it. It is a hot market. And the, and the caveat to that is, is within 21 to 30 days, we need to agree to have a price that we both feel is the actual, is the market value based on the comparables that a buyer and another agent would look at and set the price to that in 30 days if you have no offers or it doesn't sell. That's a partnership. Totally. Yeah, you were very... You made it easy. You 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 requested. Um, basically, you you were asking if it's okay instead of telling. You were requesting, so totally different scenario. So Kathleen again, she asked, um, "What do you suggest when going up against another Compass agent for a listing?" Well, Compass is always going to win. So, um, <laughs> but I want to address D's thing about nervous talk. D. Um, okay. Send us an email. We'll give you a role playlist that we had from our first session, about 150 different compass agents in different parts of the country. Reach out, get five role play partners, practice what you're nervous about every single day. Within a month of doing this, you'll have this stuff committed to memory and keep practicing something new. That's how you get away from being nervous. Repetition breeds confidence. So when you're competing against other compass agents, just understand there are two things that you could do. Number one, like, I'll let Amit share after what he does that's different than everyone else. Like, you know, hiring Amit's like hiring a full production movie company, someone that's looking at your home like a wedding and planning out all these vendors. But that's what he does, right? But the other thing is, look, if I was competing, if Amit and I were competing against each other and there was nothing else we could do, and we're both pitching compass. It's simple. It's the way you communicate and it's the experience you give somebody. So if you follow our process of, you know, the magic question, what's most important to you about an agent and company that represents you in the sale of the home, having the conversation the seller wants to have, asking the right questions, listening, engaging, repeating back to them what's important, and sharing exactly what they want. At the end, you've answered all their questions, you've met all their expectations, and you've done a different job than the next person will be. Because when you're a good listener, people will remember you versus another person that just talked to them. So I want to role play that real quickly because I think some agents make the mistake of like, say, say I tell you marketing, the agent says, okay, marketing. So if I told you marketing, what would you say? I'm going to say, great. So what I said, what I hear is most important to you is marketing and knowing the exact plan that an agent will use marketing your home to get you the best price. Um, yeah, that would help. So what do you do? So additionally to that, um, we'll go through the plan specifics. Besides marketing, is there anything else important to you, like communication? 
Um, just that you can negotiate well. Got it. So let's go through the exact plan, right? So I would share, I would say all great marketing. Would you agree? Just like, just like movies use pre-marketing, Tesla uses pre-marketing to pre-sell the home. Would you like that same concept used when we list and sell your home? Yeah. Great. So at Compass, we have a great combination. We have our exclusive coming soon program and we match it with the digital ad campaign. So as you can see here, these are what we'll do. These are the type of results. And what it means to you is on average, we get 2000 or more buyers to do online showings of your home prior to being on the market. Wow. And Amit, what do you think the financial impact on your home would be? Yeah, it should help. Do you think that'll help you get the highest price? Or do you think you get the same number if we just didn't do any of this at all? <laughs> no, it'll be higher. It'll be higher, right? Because we're creating more demand. So it's safe to say having this program will give you a competitive advantage that will allow you to position your home to get the best price. Yes. Great. You see, now when I want to go back and they want to argue the price, the commission, the stuff like that, I can go back to them and say, look, you know, when we had spoken earlier, you felt that having all these programs would get you the best price. Did you not want those 2000 buyers to do your home anymore and just show a digital ad, show a coming soon. You know, you could show one of the email templates. You could show a digital ad and you could show an insights report. So it's quantifiable. And then go through what you do, share what you do, show an example, and then ask them what their thoughts are of it. How it would benefit their home? Would that make them happy? Would it make them comfortable? Would it make them confident? Yeah, I, I think the main thing that you said that's so important is that we're it doesn't matter what company you work for. If you're just selling Compass stuff, you're just one of a million, well, of 20,000 or 18,000. But if you have a specific pro process in place and you ask the right questions, they're gonna ask you, they're gonna tell you what they want you to do to sell them. So that, that's like, for me, that was the most important question that has helped my business the most by just asking that one question. Yeah, and your business seems to be almost double of where you were last year. Yeah, it's doing well, for sure. So look, in the end, there's no secret sauce to this. It's really simple. Ask somebody what they want and just give it to them, right? It's not, there's no, I've sat through, I don't know, I was an agent for 13 years. I went to coaching and seminars for all 13 years. And I would sit there and I would pay money year after year after year. And I'd read these things, how to deliver the perfect presentation. But I never left with the process. Like, it's amazing. The next time you guys all go and they talk about listing presentations, how tactical it is, how process-driven it is, and how many people are actually telling you to listen to people and engage in what they want, right? We've kicked around the idea I have on my board is creating our own certification called the Certified Listening Professional, where we want to teach people an actual skill of listening and certify them in being able to listen, ask the right questions, meet people where they are. And in that sense, it's someone that is a certified listening professional could quantifiably create a better experience for the client than someone that doesn't know how to listen. Nice. And when you spoke about coaches, who was your coach? You had someone pretty impressive as your coach. Well, no, I've worked with a lot of different coaches. For a year of my life, Tom Ferry was my coach, right? Um, when I got into real estate, at 23 years old, I went to Tom Ferry's Success Summit, and that's where I learned about personal development. I learned about a lot of other things, and I got a lot out of it, you know, and like I had a good relationship with Tom. I played golf with him a bunch of times, and, you know, I went to a lot of these things. I've learned, but I've also learned through seminar learning, and seminar learning is what I would quantify as showing up, getting a lot of great information, being really excited in the moment, but there's no continuity of it, right? So that's why 
that whole note taking thing is really important, right? Because look, when you leave somewhere, you have your business that you didn't attend to, you have your family and you have a list of other things. So something's going to trigger in your life to bring you back to that moment in the seminar. And I just find it incredibly frustrating when you don't have all the stuff there. You're, the person next to you is not there. The coach on stage isn't there to tell it to you. So that's why we want to give these real process-driven notes from our first session. You know, our notes are seven pages long, seven. It was seven pages long for a 35-minute session, but we made sure to give you all the high-level concepts, every last single step you need. And the way that we look at sharing notes is you should be able to do whatever we talked about, even if we were not there. You know, I, I think of, it's funny how you mentioned like the conferences and how it's sort of hype. And, and I'm not trying to say it like in a bad way, but to me, a conference is like a New Year's resolution. You're excited about it, but then you don't have a plan. So you give up on it. I, I think, thankfully, with these sessions that we're having, we have the New Year's resolution with the diet to get to the weight, you know, and it's, it's a huge difference. When you have a huge coaching company, because there's so many different businesses, so many different companies, so many everything, it becomes very generic. And that's that's no that's no gripe on the coach. It just it is what it is. You can't share the same thing with everyone. Because we're at Compass and we have the same platform, it makes it a little bit easier. So next question is, I don't know if you have this or not, but can you share with us a more personalized elevator pitch? I have the same, like when, when someone asks for a personalized elevator pitch, I don't know anything about your business. I don't know who you are, what you do, what you offer. This is what I call a magic bullet solution. There isn't one. I could tell you the compass elevator pitch. If someone asks you what's compass, um, and this is not my quote, this is Rory's quote. He said, and I quote, Compass is a real estate technology company that's been fortunate to raise a tremendous amount of capital, bringing together the brightest minds in real estate marketing technology, allowing me to work more effectively as your agent. There's your Compass elevator pitch. Yeah, you know, it's funny because as I, I spoke to someone today, it was an attorney for, for a seller, and he was like expecting me to be just whatever, and like a fit, the FISBO mentality of a real estate agent. And he's like, what's Compass? And I, I asked him, um, do you have an Amazon Alexa? He's like, yes. I said, do you have a Tesla? He's like, no. I'm like, you know what they are, right? He's like, yeah. And then I asked him, Microsoft, you've heard of Microsoft? He's like, yes. And I said, have you heard of artificial intelligence? And he's like, yes. I said, well, Compass has the person who created Amazon Alexa. They have the, the person that is in charge of, was in charge of the Tesla experience. And the person at Microsoft that did artificial intelligence. They all came together to make a better real estate company. And he's like, oh, so how do you guys do that? And I told him, and he was thoroughly impressed because when you start sharing people from other amazing companies and they're with us, no one else has that. You think Berkshire or Sotheby's or anyone else has anyone remotely close to the talent we have? Not at all. Um, okay, so. I think you sort of answered this question by Cheryl, Cheryl Goldman. What's your suggestion to adjust price if seller isn't that motivated? Cheryl's one of our clients too. Um, look, if somebody's not motivated, it's like, it, it's the saying like you bring a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, right? Like we're looking for people that must move, not people that would like to move, right? If they're not motivated, there's, again, there's no magic solution. 
if you finding a, in most of these places are very higher end price points, right? You're finding a sophisticated adult, you're sharing prices with them. Odds are you could see the homes they're selling might be in a different condition, a better location or whatever it is, something that's getting the home to the other side. And you can't realize the difference between your home and another one. And you still think someone should pay more for it. You can't change that, Cheryl. Like that's somebody's absolute mindset, right? So the question to ask them is, what specifically is important to you about selling your home at this price that if you sold it at a and what would happen if you sold it at a different price, right? Or what wouldn't happen? Get down to really what the motivation is and why it's important. Yeah, that's huge. Another question that I ask sellers after we sort of agree to the price is, or I think I'm going to get the listing, I'll ask them, what would you do if, if I got you a price I got you terms that you were happy with within a day or within a week. I want to see it, how they're going to react. If they say, oh, no, I want it to be on the market longer or I'd be upset because I want to, it's too early for me. You want to know the expectations up front because if you don't, it's, it's a weird, you're making that call. You're excited to tell them, hey, I got full ask and they're pissed off. You know, you should know that the expectations are everything. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so... This person says they they this is Diana Lucivero. So I also tagged all these people in the the first post I did today so they should know all about this. So Diana asks, what would you suggest the pitch starts when you cannot use the coming soon? We're in an area where we can't really do it. Simple. Like you do have um, you could go on Facebook, you could put an ad on Facebook. And look, it doesn't just because you can't use coming soon, you could use the same concept, right? Um, you could use your own digital marketing and I would just build your own campaign, right? And if you're in a market where you can't use it, just start your pitch with most, what's most important about the agent and company that represents you in the sale of the home. Ask them, what are your expectations on marketing? Have you seen any marketing as you're looking at homes online that you like? Get an idea of what they want, what they like, and then just give it to them right? You still have marketing center. You still have all the things you do. And again, it's, it's the way you tell your home story, right? Like, I mean, you could talk about this better at the best, right? About connecting and finding the right emotional connection. Yeah. So I'd say this, um, we still, we still can do it uh, coming soon, but it's a private exclusive. We can do it on workplace where we have 20,000 or so compass agents. We could share your property. We can use the network tool. We could find out who sells in that area we can pitch to them. So when you coming soon is basically public to, to consumers, we can do it in-house. We can do it in-house for as long as we want. It's a private exclusive. So, so you can still share that story. So that would be one of the things that you could do. Do we have any more questions left? Yeah, so actually, they someone asked so you have this new program that you're doing and this is a, this is an actual question it's not like i'm trying to pitch something so you have something called real estate 360 and someone was asking if their team could join it and how it works yeah anyone could join if you go to shragshawlearning.com you could find out more information but the word 360 is important right because that encompasses 360 is everything so Real Estate 360 Mastermind is everything you need to power your life and business in one place. You know, as a company, our mission has been to help people live more fulfilled lives, work more efficiently, and ultimately earn more money. 
So we realize that we're providing all these great tools in business, but there's a whole aspect of after, right? So it's like, if I look at these four key components, right? It's like mindfulness, your ability to be present both in your life and disconnect with your work and also be present for your clients is a skill that needs, I believe, for most people to be learned and you can always improve on it. Then the second S is wellness, right? I know in, in the last five years, I've gone on an incredible journey of health and vitality and share my goal with you is to live to 120. So I've invested a lot into my immune system and my body, but I also know that agents are out there with COVID still out there. So I wanted to bring a top doctor to the group to talk about natural ways to boost your, boost your immune system, better foods to eat, things you can get from vitamins, things that are just normal things to avoid, right? How to be your optimal self because we already work too much, right? Then the third thing is, I wanted to bring an accountant into the group that could really help people run their business like a business, right? If you're watching, how many people actually have profit and loss statements and know the value of numbers and how to make decisions based on them? When you, when you get a check, how do you split it up, right? The other thing is, is being an independent contractor, it's not like working at a company and having a 401k where you go to work for 30 years and your retirement's there for you. So I brought a, a financial planner in for our group that is fun fact, his father has a plaque in the US and they're in the top 1% nationally for the company. And it's someone that can come here and talk about both macroeconomic trends, also how to plan for the future. So we'll identify a couple key areas, whether you're somebody starting out, somebody going down or somebody in the middle that has to still put kids through college, right? So we wanna make sure that as we're teaching you to run a more profitable, efficient, productive business, that that next part is there, that all of this is put together all in one place that we have live prospecting sessions, business planning sessions, and that really it's something at a very affordable price point that someone can show up and have a structured coaching thing almost every day and eventually we'll get to five days a week. So the last thing I have is if someone wanted to go back to the prospecting you, whether they want to see the next few sessions live or recorded or the previous ones, where would they go? Just go to, you have to sign up, go to prospectingyou.com, P-O-R-S-P. We'll just put the link in there. Um, my spelling, I'll probably spell it wrong. Um, they could just go on there. If you sign up, you'll have access to the recordings, the notes. And look, the one thing I tell everyone about this is, this is available to everybody. So the best way to build relationships with people is go through a program together. Like D, if I were you, I would say, I know you're going through this, but go through the program with somebody Find accountability partners, find role play partners, and make your own group and find people in all different markets, right? This is a way you can get to know people, build a referral network, and build relationships, right? The relationships that you make at this company are the most valuable thing. The community encompass is unbelievable. So take advantage of what's out there. Utilize a platform. Utilize Coaching at Compass. Utilize Compass Academy. Utilize the stuff that we share. And realize we all have the same goal. It's to help you guys have better lives, so... That's my two cents on that. It's worth it's worth more than two cents <laughs> to me. Thanks guys for joining us. I know there's for the 17 or so that have taken time in the middle of the day to watch us. We really appreciate it. and all the hundreds later that will see us as well. If you ever have any questions or comments, please let us know. We'd, we want to do these shows based on what you want to see, not what we want to talk about. Yep. So look, keep sending in questions and we'll keep answering them. So Happy Wednesday, everyone. Have a great day. All right. Take care, guys. Love you. See ya.